Welcome, everyone, to episode 490 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm well. Today's topic, we are going to be talking about Bowser's Fury. Now, Bowser's Fury is, of course, the uh, additional content tacked onto the Super Mario 3D World package, I guess, that came out for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Well, I mean, it initially came out for the Wii U, but repackaged on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Them being Nintendo, they didn't want to just re-release the game. They always try to add something new. Um, except for the Legend of Zelda games outside of like frame uh, resolution updates, they usually just re-release them. But, uh, yeah, the, the Mario games, I always like to add a little something extra. So people are um, actually mad at Skyward Sword because it's not really doing anything too crazy and yeah. reselling it for 60, which is I, it going to be I 60? Get. Yeah, it's 60. Okay. I mean, I'm getting it, but yeah, same. <laughs> I mean, I never played it. I never paid for it the first time, so. I guess I'm okay with it, you know. Yeah, I actually bought it, so we because we we traded on our Wii U for the Switch, uh, but then my kids really missed having the Wii U and they wanted stuff on it, so we bought another Wii U. Uh, maybe about a year after the Switch came out, it was really expensive. I think it was like 250 bucks, yeah. uh, which is crazy. And then we bought a bunch of games for it, and yeah, now it doesn't get used all that much. Um, <laughs> And that now they're a lot cheaper too, but it got a lot of use uh, when you know when we first got it. So yeah, and I'm not gonna we're not gonna get rid of this one. We'll we'll just keep it because I know at some point if I, if we ever did get rid of it, that everyone will be upset about it. So I actually kind of regret uh, getting rid of my PlayStation Three, my 360, and my PS4. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know that I'm gonna trade systems in anymore. If if I have them, I'll I'll probably just keep them. Uh, yeah. You know, now we have four switches in our house. So, uh, you know, when the Switch Pro comes out, I probably will trade my Switch in for it um, just because it's an upgrade to essentially the same system. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's off topic. Uh, so, we're going to talk about Bowser's Fury. Will do anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? Yeah. So, uh, I started playing Assassin's Creed Origins. I won't talk too much about it, but I kind of wanted to just bring it up and talk about it very briefly with you because I know you started it recently too. I don't think you mm-hmm. played more, but. No, I've not played much. Just some initial talk about it. And then I also started Bravely Default 2. Mm. Uh, so, I'll be talking about that a little bit. And then it's uh, mainly going to be probably just, yeah, pretty much Bowser's Fury, which will be our main topic. So, yeah. Yeah, I have not played that much else either. I still Stardew Valley, a little bit of Super Mario 3D World. I did play more Bowser's Fury. I played about another hour this morning because I wanted to be able to have a little bit more experience with it before we talked about it. I wanted to have it beaten, but of course that did not happen. It uh, Things have just been crazy. Um, I played a little more Fortnite, and then we bought Just Dance 2021, uh, which is not for me. It's for my daughter. She she <laughs> Okay. Um, She's getting into like music and that sort of stuff now. Uh, so we, we got her just dance 2021. So I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, at least my experience f- having it for, for kids anyway. So well, soon you're going to be super caring about the Ubisoft just dance segment. Yeah, I care. I suddenly <laughs> care about that. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's get into Bowser's Fury. Will, what, what are your yes. thoughts on Bowser's Fury? Uh, so first and foremost, I actually played and beat it. Um, well I wanted to thank you. Thank you. After I beat days gone, I was like, huh, I kind of have 
a little bit of time. And on days that I work, I kind of don't like diving into something too heady because I don't have a ton of time to play it before my shift starts. I have like maybe an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, you know, what? I'll fill this time with Bowser's Fury because Dan wants to do an episode on it next week. So I played it to completion. Um, I didn't complete it 100%, but uh, I did beat the the main storyline. I got to say, I was pretty impressed with it. I think it's kind of showing off the template for what the next uh, Mario game is going to be. Because um, Mario Odyssey wasn't open world. It was like, I kind of compare it to a semi-open world game. Like they mm-hmm. plop you in these different worlds and you can collect a bunch of shines in these world, these specific worlds, but you can hop from world to world. This one was completely open world. Um, so it takes place on like this tropical island where um, you're dropped in and you have to collect these cat shines is what they're called because it's very cat themed. I don't know if you noticed like all of the the Goombas, the Koopa Troopas, the Pelicans, all of that yep. stuff had they like cat ears. Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Why does uh, 3D World love cats so much? Do we know? That's where they first introduced Cat Mario. Outside okay. of that, I don't really know. So that was just, yeah. And there's like a cat power up, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but yeah, like cats are like the the theme of the, this Mario game. Uh, And it's really cool because like in the world, there's overall a hundred cat shines in like these different islands that are spaced out uh, on this world are just like, like little mini hub worlds where you can do things to collect uh, these shines. Like for example, each Island has a thing where you have to collect five shine shards uh, and if you collect all five, you all five, you'll get the the cat shine. Um, you can do things like, or you do a battle against like Bowser Jr. and you know his uh, the Koopalings or whatever they're called. Um, Bowser Jr. is also a part of this, which I really like when the Mario games kind of flesh out more of the side characters and give them more of a role. Yeah. Um, I actually really like the Origami King for that exact reasoning, where you got Bowser Jr. I mean, the stuff with Bowser and Bowser Jr. I thought was awesome and Origami King. Yeah, so in this one, and, and Bobby being on your side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It helps like build like a little bit. Like, I mean, Kamek and Bobby were some of my favorite characters in games last year. Yeah. For the because they were either a comic relief or actually had a really good storyline to them. And I mean, Origami King was an incredible game too. So mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like Bowser Jr. is a part of it. And the gist of the story is uh Bowser gets taken over. I kind of compared him to um Shadow Mario. Is that who is that the is it Shadow yeah. Mario? Yep. Yeah. So like he kind of has that little that vibe going on where he's like, you know, big and he looks like he's got ink all over him and he turns into this like giant angry Bowser and he attacks you on the world the whole time. So like it'll be you'll be doing like an, a, a platforming puzzle to try to get a shine and then like you'll see it start raining. And you're like, oh, no, like I have to hurry this before Bowser comes up, because when Bowser comes up from like the like, ink or whatever it is, he starts shooting fire at you, attacking you, trying to like really mess up uh, what you're trying to accomplish. And while it's not overly hard to avoid, um, it does add a little bit of an annoyance while you're playing. And I think and I say an annoyance in a good way, because yeah. instead of it just being like you're just collecting shines with no risk, it adds a little bit of um you know risk to what you're doing because really it was like the rain in breath of the wild when it rained when you're climbing you're like oh no here we go yeah uh, it's the same similar sort of thing so um it adds a good annoyance to the game because it's a little bit it's another obstacle that you have to like kind of throw in and towards the end there like bowser stays out quite a while um i would say like i was trying to like for easily 10 plus minutes trying to do this one platforming thing that i couldn't get because he kept on shooting fire at me and 
all of that stuff. So it adds like a good little uh, mini challenge to the game. Um, so I really liked that aspect of it. And there's this new character called Plessy, because I don't believe Plessy was a part of any of the other games. Plessy was at the very least in Super Mario 3D World. There's a couple of Plessy levels. So 3D World is the game that me and Corey played when it came out, but I haven't played it in a really long time. since It's been yeah, seven to eight years. Yeah, probably. it's been a while since that came out. So I haven't really, uh, I don't remember the game that well. Um, the only thing I noticed when I did play it is that it's faster paced than it was before. But mm-hmm. other than that, like I didn't really remember a lot. But Plessy takes you from island to island. So you just hop on the this like aquatic dinosaur and you just like surf out in the open water to these different islands to get these different shines. And it's really cool because like there's other, there's like things that you go through like obstacles, which open up a way to get a shine. Um, so like, I would say like, this game as a it was a bite-sized experience is kind of how i put it and i would say it was a really good experience because all of these games were so long now like i just played days gone for like 60 hours so Mm. it was like nice to play a game completely different that was like four hours five hours long where i'm just like messing around in the world of mario because like the music was amazing like there's a certain the orchestral music is incredible and you know, usually you music will be good, but it kind of blends in with the background. Yeah. Which it does for the most part, but there's parts when the music like really comes to the forefront and you're like, oh my God, this is great. Yeah, there's like one, I don't know if it comes out in specific islands or whatever, or if it's just like a part of the track that comes up, but it is amazing to hear. And I like, I'm a huge like proponent of video game music. I love video game music. Um, I think it could convey a lot uh during these scenes so like there were some moments there where i was on the island where i was like oh man this is so tropical and peaceful and i'm just like casually collecting shines and then to get hit in the face by the rain and then the the fury of bowser like and the music crescendos to a completely different tone it's a way more intense and it's just i thought it was really well done and if it's like the future of what mario is going to be i'm pretty excited to see what happens because i think they have a lot of they have a really good proof of concept here yeah, I totally agree. And playing it because I had kind of heard that that's what it was. It was like a more open world Mario game. And after having played it, I never realized how much I do want an open world Mario game. Because like you said, Mario Odyssey was fairly open. The levels, once you got in them, were, were open. Yeah. Um, but I think if done right, like a, a true open world Mario where you don't load into different worlds or different levels like at all. Uh, I don't know. I think I think there could be uh, potential for like a masterpiece there. You know, if totally you give agree. Mario ways to traverse the the landscape quickly, like like a Plessy, uh, maybe eventually give him some sort of flying contraption that you could traverse. Yeah, I, I think really there's there's a lot of opportunity there for 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 brilliance. You know. Yeah, and like another thing that I really enjoyed about the game, Dan, was being able to have like an inventory of items. Because yeah. one, the Tanuki suit was back, which I thought was awesome. Like, yep. was the Tanuki suit in Odyssey? I don't even remember. No, but it is in 3D World. Okay, so again, it, it made its first appearance since 3D World. Um, I think at least it was just really good to see that. And like when Bowser would mess me up and like get rid of my power ups and stuff like that and get me to like Mini Mario which is really hilarious in this game because it looks ridiculous when you're mini Mario. Yeah. Um, but like I can just pop into my inventory and use all of my stockpiled items really quick. And mm-hmm. I really like that because I think in 3d world, you can only keep one. Yeah. Item one as a backup. Extra item. 
yeah so like this one like you have a full-on inventory of items to power up with which i think is really cool and like in the game like you have uh the cat mario um the boomerang mario and then you have tanuki suit another cat bell on mushroom and then the hushka power which is Mm -hmm. the fireball so um yeah you have all of those powers which is really nice to be able to use those at will because like the game's not hard so you do stockpile them quite a bit um but you can also like use them when you get into a bad situation because it does happen because you don't know when bowser's gonna unleash his fury on you yeah so um and like another really cool thing too is bowser jr is your companion and you can set him to be as helpful or as not helpful as you want and it was actually really funny i was getting doing something and a goomba hit me and instead of bowser jr helping and wiping him out like he does he just laughed at me when i got hit by the goomba nice so it's like yeah it's a little funny stuff like that that kind of fleshes out that bowser jr is kind of a dick yeah um so it's really funny to see stuff like that even though he's helping you on your journey uh, but you can kind of get him back because you can use him as a platform too. Uh, you can bounce off of him to get to different spots that you normally wouldn't be able to if there's no platform around. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of really well done stuff. And like when Bowser's in his fury, like different elements of the world changes, like he can destroy blocks that can't be destroyed. Otherwise, like he brings up different platform spots that you can get to. So like it adds a lot of different layers to the game. And I thought it was really excellently, like excellently done. Yeah. There's also uh, periods where you also our giant and yeah. taking him on one you know one v one yeah so i forgot that there's the the gigabell power up mm-hmm. which just makes you into a giant cat and you're having like a titan battle with yeah. bowser in his fury form it, you know and you're giant in and around the levels that you've been jumping around in so all of a sudden to see them as you know these tiny little miniatures uh when before it you know took you a few minutes to climb up this you know giant cliff or whatever yeah. It's really a really nice change of perspective. Yeah. And like I said, like I thought it was a really everything about it was I thought really well done and it was a short experience. I would say maybe if you're trying to complete it, it's like 8 hours maybe at most, mm-hmm. but yeah, like the whole time it's it's fun. Like every year I try like there's this one there's one game that always pops up that's just like plain fun. Like one year it was the Ratchet and Clank game um this year there was two there was the astrobot and um and this game like there's always these mm-hmm. games that are just like short experiences which are unlike anything else that are really coming out at the time that are just plain fun to play like i had a good time and a smile on my face the entire time that i played it so um it's great i think everyone should play it. i was worried about spending 60 dollars on it but i mean Corey and i sing the praises of 3d world when it came out when we played it uh, i think it ranked highly on our game of the year stuff like in the top three or four um mm-hmm. and just to add to a new proof of concept for mario thought i think it's worth the worth the price of admission yeah i agree and i i don't i didn't do any of the co-op i i meant to look into it before i started but there is a co-op for bowser's fury and then the super mario 3d world has four player couch co-op correct i think it is it just couch or is it also online online too that's insane that they yeah. can do that that's great I, I guess it works well too okay which you wouldn't expect from Mar- or a nintendo uh game no. but yeah I, I guess online works unless it's like mario kart it usually doesn't work that great but mm. um yeah i guess it's it runs fine so like anybody listening who has a significant other or like roommates or whatever i think this is a really good game for everybody to get to play with people because it's 
I mean, 3D World's a great game, and then uh, Bowser's Fairy is just also, I think, a step up from 3D World. And but yeah, I love one, it. One thing I did do is I found myself reverting to my Mario Odyssey uh, controls, oh, especially okay. Cappy, because I like you would use Cappy in a lot of a lot of cases to access uh, higher areas that you couldn't access or or make like much more distant jumps. Yeah, uh, with with some some specialty moves. So at least when I first started playing uh, Bowser's Fury, I would I would revert to my muscle memory that I had from playing, uh, I guess, about 100 hours of, of Super Mario Odyssey or however long it was 60 hours. I don't know, uh, a fair amount of Mario Odyssey. So yeah. that was a little bit of adjustment because it is more like that than Super Mario 3D World, obviously, because uh, Super Mario 3D World is semi fixed camera placement. Uh, you can rotate it a little bit around, so, kind of similar to how uh, Super Mario 64 does it, um, but kind of a little more fixed and obviously not as as bad as the Mario 64 camera. Yeah, like I I say like 3D World is more instead of um, check out this open world, it's more like like look at all of the um, it's like a more obstacle based versus mm-hmm. uh, a, a linear obstacle based game versus an open like check out the world like a sunshine or like a galaxy or odyssey all of those games so yep i will say dan i am very 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 interested to go back and play mario odyssey again because that has been since i played that once and it was right after breath of the wild in like Mm -hmm. 2017 like in the fall so like i want to give that another play too mario odyssey is great um and the more I play it, the more I like it. Uh, I, I'm slowly working my way towards getting all of the stars. So I'm at there's 999 stars. I think I got like high 700s, like 786 or something like that. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. But it's it's ridiculously good. And anyone that's listening should also, if you have a Switch, should also get Super Mario Odyssey. Definitely, no question. It's superb. Yeah, well, again, Nintendo proving that they have the best games. Yeah, it's crazy to me, too, that, you know, Mario's been out for 35 years and they still can remain relevant with every new release that that, that comes out. It's just hard to believe, you know? Yeah, like, Dan, isn't it just like, okay, so it's like we're on far cry what gonna be six at this point six yeah and we're like oh man this is getting tired like i don't know they really have to like do something here something crazy but like mario and zelda are on their like 30th iterations and like they literally just put out their best games and their most recent iterations in odyssey and breath of the wild yeah it's pretty mind-blowing to me yeah and i compare i compare it to like sonic you know i I know (laughs) i know sonic has its its loyal fans but uh not it's nothing compared to to mario you know not not even close so yeah i mean even now pokemon seems to be stepping up their game yeah so it's like crazy that these long-standing franchises are like seem to just now be getting better and better Mm -hmm. i'm sure somebody would out there disagrees with that but i mean well yeah of course (laughs) of course we're like anybody who we're we're wrong and we're idiots to somebody (laughs) i mean like we're going to rank the Zelda games. Is there like any way we're not going to have breath of the wild at one? Like it's my favorite game of all time. So I'm obviously (laughs) going to have it at one, but a lot of people are like, Oh, it's, it's not a good legend of Zelda game. 
which I understand the reasoning for it, but I disagree. You know, I, I like that it changed the formula a little bit. Yeah, I, had, I mean, the only thing that I hated that that game did was the um, equipment breaking for yeah. the swords and bows. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like that, but that I thought I liked that about the game because uh, it, it made me use different things instead of just using like the master sword the whole time. Like you had to use other weapons. And yeah. I love that because, you know, you'd find a good weapon. You'd be like, oh, sweet. Uh, but then you have to, you know, you, you try to save it or whatever. But then you get to a point where you're like, OK, I just I, I'll use it and try to find another one, you know? Yeah. And when I say I didn't like that, like I didn't mind it. I know. I think Eric and Corey that absolutely was, hated it. That's most people's biggest complaint about Breath of the Wild is the 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 weapon durability. Um yeah, so I, but, I get, I get it. I, I just, I liked that about it. So that was, that was a boon for me instead of, instead of a negative. Yeah, and it's one of those things. It's just like, well, yeah, that's annoying, but everything else is so good in the game that, like, I, I do look past that sort of flaw um, in the game because it was so good. But and yeah. it's another one of those things that gets easier as the game progresses too, because you get more powerful and more durable weapons as the game progresses. And once you get the master sword, like after it, like quote unquote, breaks. You still have it. It just needs to recharge. So, yep. so like you still have it, but you right. got got to wait a little bit. Yeah. So uh, that's. I mean, that's all of our thoughts, right? On Bowser's Fury. And yeah, it's Mario 3D World. Worth a play. Um, if you've got sixty dollars, throw it down and get it. It's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, all right, nibble bits. Um, I'll go first since we're we're on the subject of Mario. Um, so the internet is calling. Uh, is calling Mario Mario's death to be on March 31st. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about this, Will. No. Um, this is because the Super Mario 3D All-Stars games are disappearing on March 31st. So the internet has projected that to be the day that Nintendo announces Mario's death. I'm not sure what the reasoning is behind this, but uh, yeah, that's that's the internet. So we're losing Mario, huh? Well, it's, Mario. it's because they keep reiterating that we're losing 3D All-Stars and Mario 35 and what was the other thing? Fire Emblem, I know, is joining that. Um, I feel like there's another thing. Fire Emblem's no physical copies or no digital copies? Either? The the launch of the um, the first one, or first and second one that they put up. Uh, oh, I think the three that. houses. Oh, God, that would, I would be upset by that. No, it's like the old school one that they put up um, recently. They're taking it off the digital storefront? Yeah, they're doing the same thing that they're doing with the Mario games. What? I, I, I don't understand. Now I here's... They can't get out of their own way sometimes. <sighs> you know, you you think you know a guy. Like, why? Are they... I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, like, I can't... I can't I, I, because I want to buy them, like I want to have them, but I don't like I don't want to spend the money on it now, you know. Yeah, no, Dan. All right, so this is an aside, but listen to this. I said last week I was like, all right, there's a lot of things I want to buy on Steam right now. Uh, one, a few of the things are like the Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey. So because I want to play it on PC, because I own them on every other console, I want to just see how they play at their their best. So like as soon as they go on sale, I'll buy them. Boom, on sale. It's like all right, well I'll buy it. And then I said, all right, there's a lot of Final Fantasy games in the Outer Worlds. I want to get on PC, like on Steam. I'll get them when they go on sale. 
guess what went on sale? Every Final Fantasy game in Outer Worlds. And I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. So I limited myself and only bought the 13 trilogy and four and five. I was like, okay. all right, we're just going to limit myself here from buying all of the games. But I was like, why does this keep happening when I say as soon as he's going on sale, I'll buy it? Because it's happened twice now. Sure. I don't want I don't want to throw all of that money away all the time. Yeah. But so yeah, I feel you when you say when you say that. <laughs> yeah. I that, that I mean cuz I, I know they like in, in in some cases they do the the artificial scarcity thing to sell copies of games. Um but when you're talking digital, like should just always be available. I really think they're just going to split up the the Super Mario 3D All-Stars games and you can get them separately. I for agree. maybe a higher price. I I can't see them just not offering those cuz you know, people are still buying switches, you know, and and I have a physical copy, but say I bought a digital copy uh and you know, my kids eventually wanted to to get it. I can't imagine them not being able to do that, you know, but It exactly. It just doesn't make sense why they would just get rid of it. Yeah. But I mean, I guess I shouldn't say Nintendo knows what they're doing because sometimes they they don't, but it just seems like a a mistake for them to just do that. Yeah, agreed. But I do agree with you. I think they'll be sold separately, but they'll be their full price tag or something crazy. Yeah, or or at least more. Yeah. Um, Because that's three really good games for 60 bucks, you know, so... Yeah, maybe like 30 for Galaxy. 30, 20, 20, maybe. Yeah. 30, 20, 30, 30, 20, or 40, 30, 20. Yep, something like that. Uh, That's probably what they'll end up doing. And maybe they'll release Galaxy 2, which I hope they don't, because I don't want to buy another game. Yeah. So. Uh, Yeah, because I have Pokemon Snap coming out at the end of April. So. Yeah. I think that's my next game purchase. Yeah, I mean, uh, are you interested in Near Replicant at all? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get... I just have been having such a hard time playing anything. True. Uh, I'll have to see if my... my just because the way th- you know things are going, it's just crazy. Yeah. So I, I would like... I'm, I'm very interested in it. So I, I'll have to decide when the time comes. It's hard to play a game like that right now. Yeah. I mean, you have That's why so I've stuck kids. to light, light stuff. Like Stardew Valley is easy to play because I can spend 15 minutes on a day and then put it down. Yeah. So... Uh, what, do you, what else do you got for Nibble Bits, Will? I actually have quite a bit. Um, nice. Destructoid put out an article, and I just want people to watch this, but Zelda Breath of the Wild in 8K with ray tracing. Watch that. That's pretty pretty amazing to see. Um, I'm next, definitely going to watch that. Yeah, I, can, I should send it to you guys, actually. In the, I'll send it to you in the group chat in a second, actually. Um, Sony is shutting down the PSP, the PS Vita, and the PS3 stores. Um... July 2nd is going to be the PSP and PS3, and then August 27th is going to be the Vita store. I get it. That really sucks, though, because games like uh, Persona 2, Persona 3 Fest, and then Persona 4 and 4 Golden are on there, and they're actually fairly cheap ways to get those games. Um, That will be going away. So that sucks for those type of games because you have no other cheap alternative. Persona 4 Golden's okay because that is on Steam, appropriately priced, but Mm -hmm. the rest of those are not priced well, so if you are interested in that series as much as I am, I highly recommend people uh, find a way to get that. There is emulation. Um, I won't tell on you, but 
Sure. Um, there is that <laughs> that option. But anyway, um, there's going to be a Resident Evil showcase in April uh, for the 25th anniversary. I wish I liked Resident Evil and could care about this, but I kind of just don't. When does the new Resident Evil game come out? Is it out already or is it coming out soon? Um, Resident Evil Eight. is coming out in May. Okay. I don't know what day in May, though. Hold that's, on. That's fine. Because it, it looks interesting. Uh, Resident Evil 7 was awesome. Because it got back, to, get it got more back to the survival horror roots of the game and and less away from the action. Yeah. Um. So I I never ended up finishing Resident Evil Seven, but I I did really like it. It had one of the one of the coolest boss fi- boss fights I've ever I've ever done. Um, which was fighting a guy inside of a little garage. Uh, which was a hard fight until you realize you can get in the car and run him over repeatedly with the car. That That's awesome. really cool. Yeah. That's actually really cool. I have it on Game Pass. I actually want to play it because I heard it's short too. It's only like it's it's not very long. It's, is it like twelve or fifteen hours maybe? It's but it's good. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um Resident Evil Eight Village is coming out May seventh in the how long to beat for um Resident Evil Seven is Nine and a half hours for main story, mm-hmm. twenty-two for completionist. So, I don't know why I didn't end up finishing it then. That's not very you, long. You and Corey must have got pretty close because I feel like you guys played for six, seven hours. I want to say. I, I think Corey did beat it though. I think I was the only one that didn't. Okay, I'll ask him. Yeah, I'm curious uh, because I mean that's a game that I think I'm going to play. It's another example of a short game that I can get in and like three days and just have B and add it to my completion log. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, moving on. Vicarious Visions is still handling the Tony, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on Switch, despite it being incorporated by Blizzard. Uh, that's good news because Vicarious Visions is one of the top remake studios, so that's good to hear. Them and like Blue Point, I think, are like the top tier remake studios at this point. Uh, being able to transmog is finally in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I guess, according to Chris Carter on Destructa, it's not very good, though. So that's not good to hear. Um, Gotham Knights is slipping into 2022. The game was delayed out of 2021. I've never really cared about the Gotham stuff, though, so I'm not too kind of ambivalent about that. Um, And then Square Enix did like a mini um, E3 sort of thing. Not a mini E3, I shouldn't say that, but like a mini press conference. Um, so I'm going to run through some of the stuff really quick with there, but Scarlet Nexus got a release date of June 25th. Sounds awesome. I'm actually really excited to play Scarlet Nexus. I think that game's going to be pretty sweet. Um, it's going to be coming to PS4, PS5. Wasn't that supposed to be an Xbox game? I don't remember. Huh. Interesting. I actually did not read that. I thought it was going to be an Xbox, Xbox Series X game. Um, so that's interesting. I'm going to definitely play that. That's a day one buy for me. Uh, the Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor tr- Survivor Trilogy is out, uh, and it's actually 20 bucks for a limited time. I didn't know it was that cheap. Um, mm-hmm. You get the 2013 um, reboot, Rise, and then Shadow. Uh, so grab those games. That's actually a really, really good deal for those games. Um, I still have to beat Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I never, never ended up finishing that one. That's the only one I didn't play, but the first two were awesome. I actually yeah. loved Rise of the Tomb Raider. I thought that game yep. was amazing. So... It was like uh like uncharted honestly yep. in quality so but better yeah honestly as much as i liked uncharted 
four. I did not really care for the other three. So I would say I would agree that I, I think it's better. Um, Project Athia is called Forspoken. Um, coming to P or PC and PlayStation 5 in 2022. We saw little glimpses of gameplay too. It looks really cool. Um, kind of gives off the modern day character tossed into a random world kind of vibe. Um, that's kind of what I got. And also Life is Strange and Before the Storm are being remastered coming in the fall with a brand new game called Life is Strange 2 Colors. Uh, it's being made from Deck 9, which is not uh, Don't Nine. So yeah. we'll see what that is. But that stuff's all out September 10th for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox, Xbox Series X, Stadia. Oh, maybe I'll get oh. myself a birthday present. Yeah. It's, yeah, honestly. it's uh, I saw it on Steam, Dan. $60 for the new game and all of the remakes for them. So, or the remastering. So, I'd love to revisit that. It's been a while since I've played. Yeah, I kind of had a hankering to play the first Life is Strange again. So, S- someone I follow on Instagram has been playing it, and I'm like, oh man, I would love to revisit that. Man, some of those moments, I really want to play Life is Strange too, just to be like, did I give that game just a raw deal and it just like didn't suck? Mm-hmm. But. Life is Strange 1 is so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Famously won game of the year. Yeah. Yes, it did. Much to Eric's chagrin. <laughs> yeah. What what else was in contention? I don't remember. Oh what man, year what year is that? I have to look up the year real quick. Was it, was it 2016? That sounds right. Which would have beaten Um 2015. Okay. So 2015 game releases. This is going to be fun. Oh, what is it? Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom uh, Pain. Okay. The Witcher Wild Hunt. Bloodborne. Halo 5 Guardians. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Fallout 4. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Batman Arkham Knight. Dying Light. That's a good year. So Eric yeah. probably wanted Bloodborne. Right, it had to have been Bloodborne. Yeah, it had to have been Bloodborne. Yeah, definitely had to have been Bloodborne. Oh, man, I, I don't remember, but I'm sure he was pissed about that. Z- Xenoblade Chronicles X, The Order 188. A lot of really good games that year. Actually, Eric wanted um, Phantom Pain. Oh, oh it was he? either it was either Bloodborne or Phantom Pain. I think you wanted The Witcher, and Corey and yeah. I just said no to all of you. Yeah. Um. Corey sent us our, our master sheet. I'll have to I'll have to look that up when I get the opportunity. I don't want to do it now because it's going to take me too long to find it. But yeah, because it's in there somewhere. But yeah. yeah, that was that was a heavy hitting year. Looking at it, yeah, Life mm-hmm. is Strange, Splatoon, Wolfenstein. Yeah, that's a Ori in the Blind Forest. Wow. wow, that is a great year for games. The Majora's Mask too. Yeah, that was a really, really good year. That's really funny that it was that year that we picked it because people, everyone picked The Witcher, I think, that year. So it was because you had two times where you guys played a game like right at the end of the year that you both picked to win Game of the Year. That was one of them. What, what was the other one? Um, Was it Final Fantasy Fifteen? Final Fantasy Fifteen. me, Corey, and Eric actually all played at the end of the year and we all I think Eric didn't pick it, but he liked it for game of the year pick that okay. year. Um, I think Corey and I again picked it high. There was the Bioshock Infinite Last of Us one, but Bioshock Infinite we played when it came out in I think yeah. March. And I yeah, because that came out yeah 
and I know I picked Bioshock Infinite that year. Yeah. Too. So there was another one though that I think end of the year kind of clouded. Might may have clouded. I don't know. <laughs> clouded a pick. I mean, recent. I mean, we've talked about it before, but recency bias is a thing for us because, you know, we we play games as we buy them, and it's not always right when they come out. So yeah. I mean, we had it. We had a time where we did play most new games that most new big games that came out. Yeah, Um, but we've kind of evolved from that point to this to to, to where we are now, which is uh, only really buying stuff we absolutely know we're going to like because of our much more limited time than we used to have and and all that. So the limited time sucks big time. Yeah. Um, Again, I said it last week. I took a lockdown for granted. Yeah. So. Uh, just because I, I, now I want to play games all the time. I played a lot of Vigi games during lockdown, but it was mostly Animal Crossing. You, Everyone and I know went so hard on Animal Crossing. Hard on Animal Crossing, and then Assassin's Creed Odyssey was, was the other one. And I you know what? On. I look back fondly to... We played it around, I think, June. May, June, July. I look mm-hmm. back very fondly at that time of all of us playing Odyssey. Yeah, it was fun. And we had like listeners. We were also playing too. Yep, yep. That that was a fun time because that it game was. is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yes, it is. So, but yeah, that's uh, that is all of my nibble bits. All right, uh, I'll take a quick look and see if I could find anything real quick. I did want to talk about the Mario thing uh, since our episode was about Mario. Where's my? We're getting a new Pikmin game, actually. Is it Pikmin Four? Uh, mobile Pikmin game in 2021 to encourage walking. <laughs> oh, interest, interesting. All right, let's see. Um, I meant to look on this earlier. Look at the the things earlier, and I just didn't. Nah, I'm not seeing anything popping out at me. It's weird. We're not seeing too awful much right now like actual game news other than like the square enix thing yeah stuff it seems to be fairly quiet news wise okay uh how was your week well pretty good um i've noticed my diet is starting to make me grumpy because i go into work as a miserable human being right now um and i have to do like a 10 minute prep in the bathroom to get myself like my customer service voice going because mm-hmm. it's just like just hungry and ornery. This happened last year when I cut too. I was just going to ask if you were cutting. Yeah, I, I tried. So I got really, really lean last year it was the best shape I'd ever been in. And then just completely started eating everything and I didn't yeah. monitor and then got lazy and started working less and then just like, didn't feel like working out anymore. So like I hate I you know, ballooned back up to like 180 so now i'm down to like 167 but i'm going to 158 and then gonna slowly bulk back up very slowly so just uh 10 pounds away from that or nine to ten pounds so working my way towards that but uh man it's i'm pretty hungry yeah yeah i i it's it's a hard balance to strike because when you eat too much and eat crappy like we had taco bell for dinner tonight and i overate and it you know it just it never sits well after a while. Yeah. And that also makes you miserable. So it's, it's tough to find that balance where you're eating right, but eating enough, you know? Yeah. I, it's weird. Like I was talking to dad about this. It's like, 
I can go from eating as healthy as I ever have. And then just flipping a switch. Like I, I talk about when I went to vacation in Delaware mm-hmm. and me and my buddy Dakota ate a family pack peanut M&M package in the eight minute drive back from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like I can flip that switch just like that. Yeah. And it's just like, there's no in between. I can't just like, unless I'm tracking calories, I can't just like do it and just like eat normal, like a, like yeah. a normal human being. Yeah. So. Yeah. And for bad. the most part now I eat healthier than I ever have, but it's just too much. And then COVID really ruined my relationship with food because I was in an okay place with, with yeah. food and then it just. Bleh. Yeah. Well, I think we also stress eat, bored eat and sad eat. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think all of us do that uh, in the, the Martha family. So that's mm-hmm. like another obstacle that we throw in. <laughs> to yeah. just think we just like to eat we just do yeah so it's like it's a fun balance but i started my cut super early this year because i knew i wanted to lose this weight and Corey's like wedding is coming up and everything i was like all right like let's just let's just get in really good shape early so i mm-hmm. don't i'm not miserable this entire summer you yeah. know so like i was last summer where i was doing it until august like i want to be done by may and reverse dieting then so mm-hmm. that's kind of what i'm shooting for so but it doesn't help when I'm working five, six days a week right now. So yeah. making money, but at what cost? I just want to play video games. Sure. So uh, my second shot comes up for the vaccine here very shortly. Okay. Going to be two weeks here on Wednesday. So I'm excited for that. So I just got to make it to that with no no COVID. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Any, anything else? Honestly, no. Just sports but that's about it yeah yeah sports hockey's pretty frustrating yeah right? we're both going through through it right now yeah. leaps um, and threads yeah I, I will say that the so a large portion of the predators like starters and star players are injured right now so we got young roman yossi out ryan else is out uh matt matt duchene's out barwecki's been hurt uh dante fabro served a two-game suspension so he missed a few games so we're pretty much playing with an ahl team now and a few other like you know good players littered in there like johansson and, and forsberg uh the good thing is though ely tolvanen has been playing really really well he's awesome um, he is awesome and I, i'm glad because for a while there i was worried he was going to be a, a bust of a draft pick but he he definitely wasn't he's been playing great uh, scoring goals on the power play, especially, which is something they predators have struggled with for years now. Yeah. Um, really the only person that's been scoring consistently is Forsberg. So, you know, you double, double team Forsberg, and then you pretty much eliminate the rest of the team. Um, but now that Tolvanen has been scoring too, he's been playing on the first line with Johansson and Forsberg. So, yeah, uh, they've been, they've been pretty effective. Um, but I've, I've been impressed with the, the younger players. Um, Alexander Carrier's got called up and has played a lot of minutes. Yeah, uh, more than Ekholm. I think Ekholm's going to get traded pretty soon here. Uh, so. I, I hate that, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I I would have hated it, but because they're like because Carrier has been playing so well and Jeremy Davies has been playing so well, um, I th- I think they could if if they can get a good return for him, especially offensive players. I think that would be a good trade. As much as I'd hate to see him go, um, I do think that they could get a good return for him. 
I listened to 31 Thoughts a lot, and Elliot Friedman said that he thinks the only players that are untouchable on Nashville are Yossi and Rene. Mm -hmm. Yossi because he's the captain and the best player, and Rene because he's so close to retirement. Like, what's the point? Yeah, they they did come out and say, was it last week maybe, uh, that he does not want to get traded to like a contender to try to win a cup. He's like, he just wants to retire as a as a predator. So that's good. Yeah. So um, I, I'm glad about that. I would, I would hate to see Rene go. He's been the goalie for 10 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, so he should be a cup winner. Him and Lundqvist are two goalies that I think should have uh, won a cup during their, their yeah. times. Yeah. I mean, he's the winningest Finnish goaltender of all time. So he was so good. Yeah. But I mean, I do think like predators could clean house and get a lot lot of players back or pro- picks and prospects and all of that i mean they have a lot of really good play- if they want to trade ellis like i would be surprised if they trade i'd be surprised if they trade um forsberg mm-hmm. i'd be surprised now that if they traded tolvanen i think that would be a bad move uh, Fabro then, too. i don't think then, they should trade him i don't think they'll trade dante Fabro either um but you never know i mean like you said i i do think the only players that are untouchable are yossi and, and rene so yeah, they could get a crazy haul for one of those guys and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I probably, of all the players that they have, I would be most okay with them trading uh, Ekholm. Mm-hmm. And then Johansson, who hasn't, since the playoffs when he got, uh, when when they went to the cup finals and he got compartment syndrome and missed the missed the final, he hasn't, he hasn't gotten back to that level, really. Yeah, um, he hasn't. You're right. So... I, I don't want to see him go. I'd rather see him pick it up. But if he goes, that's okay, too. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. It's crazy. It kind of came out of nowhere because they were just in the Taylor Hall sweepstakes, not too, like, over the offseason for, yeah. like, a cup contender. And then, poof. Could be the yeah. weird year, too. Really, it honestly could be. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the... Because my wife listens to 31 Thoughts and uh, Spitting Chicklets. Uh, and she said that the coach might be a little bit on the hot seat too. So I, I wonder if that has something to do with it. I will be honest, Dan, when they hired Hines, I was very surprised. I was, I was like, surprised Ugh. also. He was the last person I expected them to hire. But yeah, I just, I don't know if that's because uh, Poyle has a good relationship with him and thought he would be good. But I was like, uh, I don't know if he's the guy they yeah. should have hired. Yeah. But I was also huge on Ralph Kruger and Buffalo and them just were not a good not could not be fan. him but yeah man I, yeah i don't know sometimes I'm, coaches are one thing that's really hard to evaluate because you never know yeah i never thought pete DeBoer was a good coach but sure he, he crushed it in san jose and then yeah. again in vegas so yeah. whatever i don't i don't know yeah uh but anyway that's that um we got we got a new car actually no way yeah um, what'd you get so we traded my wife's car her, okay. She had a 2016 Mitsubishi Outlander, mm-hmm. um, but it had a lot of miles on it, and we still owed a fair amount of money on it. So we she traded it in uh, when we got our Stimmy. She traded it in and put a little down on. Uh, she got a 2015 Honda Fit, which nice. we've had before. Uh, she got another yellow one too, actually, which was like her her old Honda Fit. She traded that car in. She traded her Honda Fit in to get her Outlander, and then her yeah. Outlander in to get another Honda Fit. 
I like uh, that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, because we paid a little bit down on it with the with the stimmy, put a down payment on it. The the monthly payments less. It's got a lot fewer miles on it. because uh, yeah. she had her Outlander to commute to Syracuse with for like two years or however long it was. So yeah, uh, the miles really got racked up on that car. So she went and got on Friday after work, and nice. Uh, we've had it all weekend. It's I mean, it's a little car, so it's not going to fit all of us in it. But I also got my car up and running again after having sat in the driveway for about a year. How's she um, going? Fine. Yeah. I, yeah. So what happened was um, maybe like two years ago, the check engine light kept coming on. So I was like, what, what the heck? So I got a, I got one of those OBD scanners that you plug yeah. into the OBD port thing. Um, but I think what was happening was that was siphoning the battery when, when it wasn't on. Okay. So it kept killing the battery. So I unplugged that, recharged the battery, and it's been fine ever since. Okay. Um, so I've, been, I've just been driving it around the neighborhood trying to, like, get the get the the bugs out because it's been sitting for so long. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're going to – we got to get it inspected, uh, which is another pain in the butt. Um, freaking New York State. We can't – the registration is expired, too. Uh, but we can't get a new regi- – <laughs> we can't get a new registration until we get it inspected. Because uh, we were going to do the registration. So if I got pulled over, it's only the uh, if I ever get pulled over, like when I was driving it to where we're going to get inspected, uh, it would only be the 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 inspection that was not present or expired. Yeah. Both the inspection and the registration. But you yeah. can't register it without. Yeah. Yeah. So stupid. Um, do you know where that's not a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Florida, where we're going to move. is it, They don't do that. Uh, cause when we went there on vacation, we were talking to the, to the photographer cause we, we did a, like a, uh, 10 year anniversary, uh, vow renewal thing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if I talked about that when we got home, but that, that's what we did when we were in Florida. And, uh, we were talking to the photographer who was also a former New Yorker, um, because New York's biggest export is New Yorkers, uh, who want to <laughs> leave the state. <laughs> Um, I like that. <laughs> she's like, yeah, the the thing I I miss the least is is that car inspection debacle and reg- she's like every 10 years you have to get new license plates and that's literally all you have to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I mean, can't wait I... for that because it's always a freaking it's always a freaking like process to get your car in- you have to call a mechanic, they have to take it, like if it doesn't pass, there's the back and forth like it's just it's a nightmare. Which I was fortunate when I had my little incident with the the police and the uh, inspection that we have the mechanic here in Newark Valley who we have a really good relationship yeah. with and uh, and Dave Jackson so he was like yeah just bring it in and literally had it in that Monday and yeah got it back Tuesday I was like yeah. perfect it's just it's such a that's, hassle that's rare to have some uh, that advantage or that boon yeah because usually they'll find something and be like ooh this is wrong. Well, yeah, I, I think I talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I took took my car in a couple of years ago to get inspected at the dealer where we bought it from. They're like, "Yeah, you need brakes and rotors, uh, front and back, six hundred bucks." It's like, "Nope, I can do nope. it for two hundred. Yeah, I can do it myself." And so, but I didn't. I didn't end up doing anything. I took it to another place, who inspected it and passed it immediately yeah. with, like, with no is issues. Yeah. So, I don't know. So that's, that's my that's but it's always it's always that it's that back and forth like every time you have to do it it's awful so a little part of me worries like I have uh, my car is a lease and like I want to take it to 
for them to just to like do whatever that needs to get done before I go to Florida. Um, but I'm kind of like, ah, maybe not. Cause like, what if they're like trying to be annoying about stuff and be like, Oh, you need to do this and this and this. I don't really want to pay like any more. I don't know how it works exactly with leases. You uh, car has a warranty though, right? Yeah, it's, probably. It's brand new. Yeah. You probably wouldn't have to pay for anything. As long as you take it to a, a Volkswagen dealer, I can't imagine you haven't have to pay for anything outside of like it breaks, but your car is too new to probably need brakes or anything like that. Yeah, probably. One of my like tire it, pressures is low, but that's about it. That hap- that happens in cold weather. That's Yeah, that's I, I just have to I'm way too lazy to take the the thing we have and just put some yeah. air in it. Yeah, the air compressor. I blame the muddy weather though. I don't really want to get on the ground to try to get all that set up. Yeah. Pain so, in the butt. Yeah. Uh so yeah, new car, like I said, getting my car back on the road, which is nice. It's nice to have my car back. It's literally been sitting in the driveway for a year. Yeah. Um Take and it out I, some joy rides. Yeah. Well, I, I take it out at night, too, to because because it's been dead. Uh, you have to reset the computer in it. And you have to drive like 50 miles. OK, um, so at night after after it gets dark, I just drive laps around, you know, the back roads here in the, in the neighborhood uh, to try to hopefully get get it to that. And because it won't it won't inspect if you don't reset the computer after the battery has been dead. That's right. I forgot about that being a thing, too. Yep. So more fun. Yeah, more more <laughs> obstacles just to be able to drive your car that you bought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I because I, I spent Sunday cleaning out the garage, too, which was interesting because we had um, <laughs> because of, because of covid, we had so many cardboard boxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, our, our recycling only takes a certain amount. So we've had so much stuff get delivered that our garage was like not full of cardboard boxes, but close to full of cardboard boxes. So yeah, cleared all that stuff out. I got a bunch of old garbage out and, and we had like a bunch of cans cause we drink a lot of, uh, seltzer. Yeah. Um, so there's a, probably $70 worth of seltzer cans that I, I gathered and counted. And, um, cause I, with my wife getting a new car, we want to park the car in the garage. So I'm cleaning it out. So the, we're going to have a garage sale in the next, month or so and just sell the rest of the crap that's in there and and clear it out uh because also i've talked about this but we're we want to move in a year a year and a half so uh, i want to be prepared i want to have everything in the house just about gone by the time we're ready to to sell and move yeah um and part of that is do you know um you know I, i we've wanted to move in the past i i don't know if i talked about this on the podcast but um, we were going to move South before we got married. Um, and my wife, cause my wife is having trouble finding a teaching job after she graduated from school. Yeah. Um, a, a good teaching job. She like, she had gotten, uh, like, uh, preschool offers or, um, daycare offers, but she didn't, she wanted like a, like a teaching job. Yeah. Um, and so, so she gave it one more summer to get a teaching job. And if she didn't get one, we were, we were going to move South. We were going to move to Florida or, uh, like North or South Carolina. Um, but she ended up at the end of the summer getting a teaching job locally. So yep. we didn't move <laughs> then. So, uh, yeah, but, but I've been wanting how to many, move forever. How many years ago was that at this point? 10. Um, I was still living in apartment four. So wow. it's probably 15 years ago. 15. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, that's insane. So, yeah. So I've I've been waiting that long to move south. Um, wow. Yeah. 
Well, I joked with you, you guys, because uh, uh, I, I joked. I was like, I'm. I don't know if I have more than one winter left in me. I think any more than one winter, and I might, I might have a psychotic episode. Dan, if we get snow from any time from now until May, I think you're gonna have an episode. It, it's possible. I will say it's possible. Um, but uh, but right I there. It may, you're like, oh come on, winter's not that bad. And I was like, well, I think you know me better than that. <laughs> uh, one there was one time where my friends wanted to go sledding over at the school, so they came to the house, knocked on the door, and because my friends came over to my house and knocked on the door and asked me to go sledding with them, mom and dad are like, oh no, you're going. Uh, so I did, I got all my stuff on, I got dressed in my, my snow gear. Uh, but instead of going over to the school, I walked and I stood in the backyard. So I didn't have to go sledding. Yep. Oh, that, that is amazing to hear. And, and like I said, it's only gotten worse over the years. Uh, yeah. you know, now that I have kids that don't want to wear coats and hats and boots and all that stuff, it's throwing uh, in more obstacles to it. Yeah. Yeah, and I promise I won't talk every week about how much I hate winter uh, and hate New York. That'll that'll well, just be an occasional thing. It's but, funny. Mm. I'm a winter defender, but yeah. I don't blame you for not enjoying it because driving in it is such a pain. I can't yeah. stand driving in it at this point. I don't mind that that much. Um, I hate shoveling. Like when we got that snowstorm where we got four feet of snow, that was misery. Yeah, that actually Absolute almost killed me. Misery. Um, it's just such a waste of time, you know, cause now none of it's there. Yeah. It, it melted like a month ago. So, yeah, I, uh, actually passed out from back pain from that. Yeah. So that, yeah, that did some damage to me too. I had a good time. I actually listened to a lot of YouTube essays on video games during that time. Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't mind that, but yeah, my lower back was not thrilled with me for a couple days after. Um, unless something significant, significant happens, Binghamton, New York is going to win the Golden Snowball Award for most snow in the entire country. So there you go. Look at us. We're I don't know if it's ever won it before in the past. Six oh seven. Up, but yeah, it's most snow in the entire country this year. Yeah, it's I mean over a hundred inches. I, I mean, think it's, it's like a hundred, hundred and ten, maybe. Although in Binghamton's defense, we got like half of it in a in three days span. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. well, it was one snowstorm that we got it, yeah. Cuz I was saying like the winter wasn't that bad this year, but we just got a really bad period. Yeah. Yeah, cuz we got that and then I feel like maybe for 3 weeks after that or maybe a month after that, it snowed like 2 or 3 inches every night. Yeah, that's true. That did happen for a while. So, <laughs> Um, I still will never forget the snowstorm we got when the switch came out. It was like maybe a week after and we got that three feet of snow, two feet yeah. of snow or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I'll take a couple days off of college to play sure. Breath of the Wild. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, But I think that's all I have for my week. Yeah. Nothing else I want to talk about. So uh, let's get into what we played. Yeah, Will, I think what, what I think that was like? the most loaded our weeks we've had where it's just the two of us, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to come up with stuff. I don't want to just be like, yeah, I didn't do anything this week. So I've been trying to make a conscious effort to at least have one thing I can talk about for a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I promise it won't always be this negative. <laughs> I'll try to have some positive stuff to talk about, too. It's funny how 
the biggest place of improvement for us right now that we need to focus on is our weeks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I because the weather here has been amazing, and I feel like a new person. Yeah, because, I, because it's been in the like almost seventy and sunny. Like, we've been able to get outside. Like my kids can burn some energy by being outside and playing. Yeah, it's weird. I actually struggle with weather changes. Like I get headaches and like I get like weak, especially when it's going from cold to warm. Like mm-hmm. I feel just like blech. Um, so today I felt a little blech, but mm-hmm. I know as it gets continuously more consistent, I'll be better. But sure. um, the main, main thing I played was uh, Assassin's Creed o- or Origins. Uh, I think I talked about it a little bit last week now that I think about it. But man, is it really nice to return to Egypt? Um, I forgot how much I liked Bayek as a character. And I really liked his like revenge story that he has. Um, Dan, you just did stuff around Siwa, correctly? Yeah, I I got to Siwa and I did like two missions after that, and that's yeah. about, that's about it. Yeah, so uh, I just got to the next part of the game. I'm actually not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil anything for that game for you and Corey because I really do want you and Corey to play it because it's uh, I mean that trilogy of the new Assassin's Creed games are amazing. So, um. Yeah, it's just really cool. I've talked about it like last week and just being able to see uh, ancient Egypt again. It's just so cool to be able to see all of that. Um, so I was playing that. Um, and then I played or started Bravely Default. I'm like two and a half hours so far into that. So um, what I like about the game is how quickly they give you your party members. It's like you waste no time. Like within an hour, you get three of the four party members and you know who the fourth is going to be right away. Um, right. so i like that it just kind of gets right to it and throws you into it um so far for story it's kind of your classic jrpg story your warriors of the light and okay you have to kill bad people <laughs> it's gotcha. pretty much it's so far it seems like you're going to the middle jrpg story which you know what i'm in the mood for a jrpg so i'm okay with that um i have to get used to the voice acting for the game um is it a weird. little like childish like 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 not childish but like like kid high squeaky high-pitched voices you you just need to experience it okay i Um, I will do that i yeah you need to experience it i don't want to spoil it for you but the first time that i heard uh two of the characters um adele and uh, elvis who are your two of your party members i was Uh like oh this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a bit much. I think Elvis is a little bit worse. Um, and then two of the bad guys, I'm just like la- chuckling to myself. Um, it's definitely can gonna you, be something. Could you that, put it on uh, Japanese voiceovers? I could, and it would probably be better. I don't know. I just have this thing where I don't like playing Japanese voiced things. Um, I don't like reading. Sure. I think that's just because I'm lazy. Um, like I watch anime, I only watch dub, no matter how bad it is. I just okay. watch dub. Um, I just how I've always been. Uh, maybe I'll give it a try though, just to see, cause I am curious, but I will say like combat is great. I love the brave default system, which we've talked about. Um, it's very similar to how Octopath Traveler does it too. Uh, I mean, bravely default was out before Octopath, but, yeah. um, um, they're very similar combat games. So that's really fun. The job system is really good. There's these things called asterisks, which give you the different uh, jobs. So right now I have freelancer, black mage, white mage, and vanguard. 
Uh, those are the classes I have unlocked, but there's a lot of classes that you can unlock. You can main job and then you can do sub jobs, which is like the abilities that you can use for another job, but you don't gain job points for it. Um, yeah, I, uh, I have a feeling like this game's going to be awesome and it's going to be something that I play little by little. It's like that game that you were talking about how you can do Stardew Valley. Like I can do a little bit mm-hmm. of grinding and bravely default because I noticed the maxed uh, freelancer level um, the ability that you get is JP up and up, which is like the second version of getting job points like boosted. Uh-huh. So like, I want to get that for all of the characters. So I have to get freelancer to level 15. Um, so that's going to be something that I'm going to probably do probably now, to be honest with you, depending on how long it takes before I progress much through the story and just kind of uh, do that. So I can have um, um, all of the other, jobs and get a lot of abilities very quickly um that's how i did final fantasy tactics um i believe it was the squire uh got a job point up ability too so i just played a a squire with every character that i was going to use until they got that ability and threw that in there for a passive so um i like doing that stuff and i don't mind the grinding in jrpgs i've always been a fan of that it kind of gives me something that i can shut my brain off and just kind of do yeah Um, as long as the combat system's fine i don't mind grinding either and you know what? Uh, uh, you know that all of the JRPGs are kind of going away from that combat system. Like all the Final Fantasy games are going to a more active combat, but I can still I can still hang with the that style of combat. I mean, Octopath Traveler is a great game. Uh, I'm planning on playing that when it's on Game Pass here pretty soon. So um, yeah, I'm fine with that sort of thing. So I'm gonna be playing this game probably for quite a while. It'll be my Switch game. I'm pretty much bouncing between. Um, Bravely Default, Persona 5 Strikers, which I want to get back into. That's actually what I'm going to start playing more of. And then uh, Bioshock and Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Origins. I keep saying Odyssey. Um, and as soon as I Platinum uh, Origins, I think I'm going to Platinum Ghost of Tsushima too. So that's nice. going to be on the docket. Oh, and just casually playing the new stuff that comes out here and there, like Outriders. I don't know how long Outriders will grip me though. Um, I will give it a try, though, obviously. And then I don't really have much in April until maybe near. Um, and then probably Mass Effect will be after that. Okay. Does Outrider, not to change the subject, but does Outriders have crossplay? Do you know? I believe it does. Okay. Because here, I'll Google it really I quick. I could be convinced to, I won't buy it, I don't think, but I'll I'll do the Game Pass Ultimate for a month or two if, if other people are going to play Outriders too. Well, today's top looter shooters such as Destiny and Borderlands 3 are promising cross-platform play at some point. The new kit on the block comes with it out of the gate. Outriders from People Can Fly and Square Enix is a solo or co-op action RPG with up to play gar- three players regardless of platform. Perfect. This shouldn't be confused with cross-progression which allows you to take a character um, from any console. Uh, but it does mean you and your buddies can play with whatever platform you want. Cross progression is something that should be coming though. Cross platform so, yeah. should just be standard on everything. It's pretty great that Ubisoft embraced it with um, uh, Immortals and Valhalla. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy that they did that. It was yeah. cool. Like when I bought Valhalla on because I didn't buy it on PC, it came with my graphics card. Uh, so when I bought it on Xbox, I just like went to go play, and it's like the continue button was there, and I was like, "What?" And then there was my character. I still started oh, over. It's great. It's, it's still great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it sounds like Outriders, Dan. We can all play. Um, cool. I feel like Eric might be semi interested in that. Yeah, maybe. 
So we can get a team going. I want to give it a go for sure because I feel like that game's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested. Hold on. I'm just checking video game releases to see what comes out in April, just because I'm curious. Other than Outriders, I know Pokemon Snap is at the end of the month, so I don't know what day. The thirtieth, uh, like the thirtieth. Okay, yeah. So there's MLB the Show, which I'm kind of casually interested in. To that, I might get that. Near got Pokemon Snap and Returnal. Returnal is a game I will be getting because that is the first PS5 like exclusive release this year. There's actually an indie game that's coming out in early April that I'm going to get. It's supposed to be like Animal Crossing, but it seems a little darker. And I can't come up. With, I can't think of the name of it. There's Lost World, can... Odd World, Soulstorm, Island, Poison Control. Let me. I'll look it up on my phone. Actually, it doesn't seem like any of these. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking. The Wikipedia does not have it. But there's always indie games that are popping up out of nowhere. Yeah, this one looks looks really cool. Um, oh, dang it. Dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. It's, is it on Steam? Yeah, it's going to be on Steam. It's going to be on Switch. Mm, but it's darker. Yeah, it's... it. It almost reminds me of a mix between like Don't Starve and Animal Crossing. Coral Island. Coral Island. Is it come out in early April? Doesn't, but it's being it compared to Stardew and Terraria. It doesn't sound right. Uh, it doesn't look darker, to be honest, either. Is it under popular upcoming? Long yeah. Live Caesar, no. Arkham Horror, Spectre Waffles, <laughs> Paradise Lost. Uh, indie games like Animal Crossing. Um, in the indie games like Animal Crossing coming soon. Uh, come on. I'm looking on Steam Best still. Game, eight games like Animal Crossing. This is a lot of this stuff's from last year, so that's not. Best games like Animal Crossing. Scratch that turnipy itch. No. Uh, come on. I'll wait here. April indie games. Eight days ago. Here's Reddit. Reddit thread. Don't fail me. Fail me now, Reddit. Stardew Valley. What was the uh, Stardew Valley? Nope. Uh, that's so frustrating. I forgot. I don't think I... I don't. I, I want to say I looked it up on the Switch, too, and I did, but I didn't add it to my to my list. Um, 50 indie games to keep your eye on in 2021. Upcoming Switch. I'll look up upcoming Switch games. Might might come up on there. This is from seven days ago. Eastward? No. Um, 
Mario Golf. Oh, Mario Golf. Garden Story? What, what was it? Garden Story? I don't think so. You play as Concord, the sentient grape? I don't think so. Hollow Knight Silk Song? No. <laughs> no, I know that one. That game's never coming out, Dan. All right. I'm going to look up. Oh, Silk Song? Yeah. Eshop um... up, upcoming games. I'm only taking the time to do this because I want to give this game credit and I'm I'm Princess Farmer? No, that doesn't sound right. Uh yeah, you've piqued my interest too. It looks awesome and it's only fifteen bucks. don't think I put it on my wish list. Let's see. Again. Oh, nightmares. No place for bravery. Little witch in the woods. Don't think so. Does this game exist? Yeah, I think so. I think it does. And you said April? Yeah. All right, Nintendo Switch games, new releases. Is it Poison Control, Dan? I don't think so. No, it doesn't look like it. Is there an upcoming thing on the Switch? New releases? There should be. Well, I'm not on the Switch. I'm on... uh... I'm on the the app on my phone. Oh, uh, okay. Um, nope, not seeing it. Uh, I wish there was a way I could come up with it right now. Is it cozy growth? Maybe. Is it $15 and coming out at the beginning of April? April 8th. Are you looking on Steam? Yeah. Um, If it's Cozy Grove, this game's on iOS. Because I just downloaded it. Maybe. Maybe not. Does it... All right, I'm looking on Steam because that'll I'll, I'll be able to find it on there. Look up Cozy Grove. I think it okay. might be this one, to be honest. I think it says somewhere in the promos that it's Animal Crossing like. There was something that I was interested in that was already on iOS that was coming to other things. That might be it. I think this might be. Yeah, it, it looks like it. Don't Starve in Animal Crossing. Okay, that's probably what it is. But I'm just going to double check because I, I want to make sure. That, that sounds right. Steam is taking forever to update and, and load, of course. So um, I just like I said, I just downloaded this game on uh, my iOS. So okay. Uh, incidentally, or uh, so or I have the app- right now. So I have Apple Arcade, okay. and I've been trying to get into an iOS game. And Outlanders, Cozy Grove, The Last Campfire, 
all appealed to me. So I downloaded okay. them. Yeah, Last Campfire, I'm I'm a little bit familiar with. That looks, that looks cool. It might be Cozy Grove. Steam, come on. Here, wait, my, I'm breaking, gonna send breaking you my balls picture. Okay, that'll that'll work. Because Steam's not 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 working. There we go. Boom. All right, sent. Okay. I think so. It looks right. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's it. That this is, is it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is a game actually I'm very interested in as well. Okay. Fifteen. Yeah. Some. Okay. Yep. That's the one. Cozy Grove. Is it Spry Fox? I guess I can look up the name on on the computer now too. Just to just to just to verify. We finally, we finally got to the end of the mystery. I like that. Uh, I wish I hadn't taken that long. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> uh, yeah, Both coming to Switch, PlayStation 4, Windows, Xbox One. The deer was feverishly uh, searching. That's the one. Cozy Grove is a game about camping. Where did it go? Yeah, that's it. So that I mean, that game looks really good. So yeah, it just came out that's... on um, Apple Arcade over the weekend, I believe. Yeah, I finished that... a chef, and they said like, "Oh, it's available." Yeah, that's that's one that I I will probably end up getting actually, because um, it looks looks pretty sweet. I wonder if it'll support ultra wide. I don't know. I have noticed um... that. Indie games support ultra wide, but not every AAA game supports ultra wide sure. for some weird reason. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Will, but have you ever seen people with like the super ultra wide monitors, like a forty nine inch super ultra wide? That's like three normal monitors together. Um, but Stardew Valley, like you can get it so that you can see that much of your like farm. Yeah, so you can almost see not not your whole farm, but a whole swath from like the left side of your farm to the entrance if you're up like by your house and it, it looks superb isn't it crazy that these indie games are able to support that yeah it's like i don't know how they do it but that's amazing um so yeah uh where were what what how did we get on that tangent um we we're talking about games that are coming out that we're gonna get that's right uh because that's all you played right well yeah i uh, was light really this week okay yeah, I'm the same. Um, I played a little bit more Super Mario 3D World, which I, you know I've talked about plenty. It's a great game. Um, I am still working on my Stardew Valley uh, rated G games series. Well, no commentary if you're interested. It's meant to be like a relaxing watch. Uh, I've got. I'm, I'm in summer. I think I summer day five was this most recent episode that I uploaded. Um, so I'm, I'm cooking right along there. Um, I played a little bit more Animal Crossing. It's mostly maintaining my island now. I, I was actually surprised that they didn't really announce or do anything big for the one-year release Same. of the game. I was surprised, um, too. We are going to do an episode probably next week on the Stardew Valley one-year. Uh, or Not Stardew Valley. I'm sorry. Animal Crossing. Uh, my wife is most likely going to be on that episode. I'd like to have her on because 
she plays every day. I play every day. My daughter plays every day. So it's only right that we do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've spent about 500 hours playing Animal Crossing, so we should Oof. definitely talk about it. Uh, and then I didn't really play that much more Fortnite. Uh, so the last thing is we bought my daughter uh, Just Dance 2021 from Ubisoft. <laughs> Cause she's starting to get into like music and, and dancing and stuff. So uh, I thought that would be a good, good fit for her. So we bought it and she absolutely loves it. Um, it comes with like maybe 40 songs on the thing, but there's a thing you can subscribe to called just dance unlimited, I believe, which also gives you access to a lot of the past songs. So it's, I think it's ends up being like 600 songs altogether, uh, which oh is a gosh. lot of stuff. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of stuff on there. Um, so that's a lot of stuff. It's it's not very much either. I believe on the Nintendo Switch, I want to say it's $5 a month. I think it's $10 for three months and then $25 for a year's worth of Unlimited. Wow. Um, but I did get a free month. I don't know if that's because I've subscribed to Ubisoft Plus in the past, but we did get a free month of it. So the first, I don't know, that might be standard. I'm not really sure. So... Yeah, I did get it. Get the free month. Um, she's she's played it quite a bit and and really likes it. Uh, I'm not much of a dancer, but if I was drinking, oh, uh, St. Patty's Day was was this past week too. Ugh. Oh, did you have a bad time at work? Oh, I forgot, and you reminded me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that sucked. Yeah, um, I had a good St. Patty's Day. I started drinking beer about about noon. Um. I only ended up having like six throughout the course of the day, but that's way more. I haven't had a beer. I had a beer, a couple beers on Christmas Eve. And then before that, I don't know the last time I drank. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I haven't had any alcohol. So, um, yeah, that was fun. How are you feeling? Uh, fine. Fine. I was eating a lot of food, too, so I, I felt a little bit buzzed because the, the first beer I slugged without having any food because I usually fast from 6 p.m. to noon. So if I, you know, I hadn't had any food, um, but yeah, had a beer in my belly. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, but it was fun. And then uh, Dropkick Murphy's had their their live concert, which we watched. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the beginning of COVID because that was the, it was the same last year. Uh, what COVID started and a few days later was the, the dropkick Murphy's live, live concert. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay. Isn't that crazy? That's been one full year. Yeah. Now at this point. Yep. 15 days to slow the spread. Here we are. <laughs> or 14 days, whatever it was. I don't know. Um, hey, don't forget when they said you didn't have to wear a mask at the start of it too. Yeah. Never forget. Lot, lots changed. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, just dance. It's it's perfect for her. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't know if I'll play it unless I've I've been into the sauce a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's a good it's a good game for her. Um, and that's all I played, I think. So, um, let's get into feedback. I know we did get one piece of feedback. So we did. We did. We did. Let's see. I'll get that. Uh, it. Oh nope, that's the wrong email. Can I guess who it's from? Yeah. I'm sure you know. It's going to be Tate, right? It is Tate, yes. Um, 
Let's go. So Tate says, sup guys. I hope things are going well with you all. Uh, I was thinking the other day about memorable NPCs in video games I have played. Not companions or main story types, but the random NPCs who you come across in video games who you never forget, such as the took an arrow to the knee guard in Skyrim who has influenced many a meme and is very memorable. I don't remember if you guys have already done this before, but if you haven't, I think an episode of your top five most memorable NPCs in video games uh, would be a great topic, and I would love to hear yours. I've been in a bit of a gaming funk. Uh, For real, this time, nothing is holding my interest. Warzone pissed me off to the point that I deleted it from my library. I downloaded 2K21, and it's exactly like 2K16, so meh. I decided to try New Vegas after all these years, and I honestly, I can't have. And honestly, I have no interest to keep playing after putting in about six hours. I don't know if it's because it's age shows, or if I'm just in a funk, so I'm not willing to give it enough time or what. But I can't get into it. And you guys talked about Game Pass last week, which I think is giving Xbox an edge over PlayStation. In my opinion: What games would you recommend I try that are on Game Pass right now that aren't like your typical mainstream game? Would love to try something new. Uh, I also want to talk about a little bit, Mar- a little March Madness. Oral Roberts busted my entire bracket, and so many, so many other teams since then. But my bracket is really red, and a lot of it is thanks to ORU. Uh, but I love it. Upsets are what March Madness is all about, and I'm here for it. The upsets have been amazing. Also, it's been quite fun to see Duke and Kentucky not in it this year. What do you guys think about football expanding the playoff in the NCAA? Have a good week, gents. Taterade out. First of all, uh, screw Duke. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, a lot and, of thoughts on them. I'm not going to get into it, but I screw Duke, honestly. Yeah, Eric's a Duke hater, too. So, Oh, they have a terrible team, and they're like bowing out. Like, ooh, COVID, we care about our athletes. No, Coach K, your team's terrible. Shut yeah, up. Just, well, you wouldn't have made it anyway, right? Yeah, well, they... Oh man, I don't know. They were, I think they lost more games than they won this year, which is not very Duke like. Not Duke like at all. No. But yeah, from the beginning, it was NPCs, right? Yeah. First, first question Bloody yeah. Baron. Yeah, the Bloody Baron is a good one. Hands down, Absolutely. Bloody Baron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a great idea for an episode. I would love to do that. Um, Alcibiades and Socrates from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, two are two characters. Oh yeah, they had I, a lot of memorable characters. I always laughed when Alcibiades was on there, or yeah. however it's pronounced. But I always chuckled uh, for him he's, as an NPC. He, yeah, he's a good one. <laughs> um, man, who else are some other NPCs that I always remember? Um. Trying to think of like Mass Effect character. I mean, obviously all the Mass Effect characters, but they kind of count as playable characters at the same time because you yeah. do have them on your team. Um, I mean, the Witcher cast like Yennefer, Triss, Siri. Like, I mean, I just played that game, so that's part of it too. A lot of the Persona cast, I very like. I know all of my social links and the two games that I played in the persona series. So I have those all ranked pretty highly too, for like memorable NPCs. Right. Um, that's not like an open world NPC kind of, it's a little bit different how that's structured. Sure. Um, what do you think, Dan? How about what do you, do you have any, I'm not going to be able to think of any off the top of my head, but I would like to do an episode on this because I think it's a good idea. Um, because I, there, there is a couple that 
I remember thinking about, wow, this is a very memorable uh, background character. Like, you know, when, when I came across them, but I, I can't recall at this moment. Yeah. Um, today's a today's a tired brain day. Um, the Hollow Knight characters, like the uh, cartographer who gives you the maps. Uh-huh. I that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> very memorable NPC for me because I needed those maps, those exact moments that I found him. Sure. Beerless is the mailman from Majora's Mask, which is a game I'm going to be playing soon. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that character either, Beardless. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't really played Majora's Mask other than the first few minutes. I'm excited to play that one because I feel like that's going to be one that ranks very, very highly for me. Yeah. Um, I, 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 am embarrassed to say I never really played Majora's Mask, but that's one of the games. One of one of my blank spots in my gaming past. I mean, a lot of the characters from Final Fantasy VII too, because I played the remake last year. Um, like. You know, Jesse, Biggs, Wedge, Sephiroth, even. That's not really... When I think NPC, I think of non-main story characters, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to, like, say Sephiroth, but, you know, he'd be one of them, too. Um, so there's some examples, too. Um, I mean, these are all off the top of my head, my, my head, too. But I would say that list that I threw out so far would be all characters that I have very i very much remember them for um npc characters sure yeah so we'll, we'll definitely uh we'll definitely do an episode on that um that's a good yep. good idea definitely uh moving on tate's in a bit of a gaming funk uh warzone i'm with you on warzone i play that once a month and i play for a little bit and then i delete it so <laughs> i get it I get. I want to like that game much more than I do. Uh, it's really fun to watch on Twitch. Um, that's who I, you know, I watch. Tim the Tatman plays that pretty much every day. So when I watch him, it's that's what he plays usually. Uh, I want to get a win, but it's just it's just not going to happen, you know. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, but any Game Pass suggestions for for Tate? Something? Yeah. New? Oh yeah. Wait until the twenty fifth when Octopath Traveler is on there octopath um give it a try tate i know um i don't know how he feels about jrpgs and that combat i can't exactly remember if he's a fan of them but octopath traveler is a gonna be in my opinion a must play for him to just try because i feel like that game's gonna be a sleeper hit for a lot of people and i'm glad that that game's gonna get exposure so give that a try i'm gonna type in game pass right now uh, Outriders starting the beginning of of April is the eighth. First, April first. Yep. Corey's unless birthday. The, unless it's some elaborate April Fool's Day joke. Oh, which maybe. would be I think that'd be kind of funny. That would be funny. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I mean Bethesda just added a bunch of games like the Wolfenstein and Prey. Um, I like Prey is a game I want to give a go. Uh, so that might be one that I would recommend that I feel like kind of slipped under the radar. Uh, a Plague Tale Innocence is another one. That That's game a... is great. Yeah, I've heard glowing things about that game, and I haven't played it yet. So it's it's a stealth game. So if you don't like stealth games, which I do generally don't, but this one's really good. Um, I I got stuck on the final boss, and I haven't gone back to it since then. But the game is really good. Okay. 
Um, there's Control, which is a game I also want to play that a lot of people say is pretty fantastic. Uh, superpowers, stuff like that. You can fling things at people with some crazy ability. I don't know. So that's another one. I really like Children of Morta. Children of Morta. Yep, still okay. on there. Um, that's a that's an indie game, um, but that the story really gripped me in that one. It's it's kind of a roguelike, um, but the story really gripped me in that one, and it's really good. Yeah, and I believe that's um, cross or local play co op play maybe. Yeah, Online yeah, I believe there is local co op play yeah. something. Um, Beardless says Outer Worlds, which is on Game Pass. That's another one. If he has not played it, definitely Outer Worlds is a good game to give a go. Yeah, I don't remember if Tate played that or not. I can't remember either. Um, if he's interested in any Final Fantasy games, 9, 7, 8, and I believe 12 is on there too. Outer Wilds is on there too. Oh, I love Outer Wilds. I wish I played, like played, played that, but game I didn't. so good. So really kind of depends. I, Tate, Hollow Knight. Yeah, play Hollow Knight if you have not. Um, Hollow Knight is incredible. I dig Hollow Knight too. Just play it. Um, I would honestly probably rank the games Hollow Knight, Octopath Traveler when that gets on there would be how I rank them for one, two. Nothing against the other ones. I just like those games a lot. So sure. Also, games like Nier Automata are coming on there too, or are currently on there. So yeah, if you haven't played Nier Automata, that's a really good one. Uh, the combat system's superb, but it's one you got to play through multiple times though. I, won't, yeah. I think I only beat it at beat it. At, yeah, beat it once, uh, and I haven't haven't seen the 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 genesis of all the all the endings yet. So there, there's a lot there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, oh, there's Hollow Knight, Octopath, Nier Automata, uh, Prey, Children of Morta, Plague Tales, Innocence, um, Control. Kind of depends what you're in the mood for, to be honest. Yeah. Um, they're all kind of very radically different games. So, um, well, please let us know which ones you play. Yeah, we'll be curious to know what you play and what you like that we recommend. So. Keep us posted. Definitely. All right. Um, yeah. Trying Game Pass right now. The arguable mainstream games love try something. Oh, March Madness. Have you been paying oh. attention to March Madness, Will? The Ori games, if you haven't played those two. Okay. Ori. Um, yeah. uh, I've been paying a little bit of attention. I know all of the high-ranking teams are losing, though. Like, I think Florida lost. I know Illinois lost. I know Ohio State lost. I want to say Michigan lost, too. Hold on, I'm going to look up the bracket. I like that. I haven't paid zero attention to it, but I like when the underdogs win. Um, let's see here. Just out of curiosity. I know Southern California is beating Kansas right now, too, which is... Um, I know there's no perfect brackets left, too. Let's see. I'm just trying to glance through them real quick and well, see. With that many upsets, there's okay. got to be a non-perfect, you know, there's got to be no perfect brackets, you know? So Michigan's still in. They just beat LSU, barely. Um, Alabama's a two-seed. I didn't know that Alabama was doing that well. Uh, looks like 
our sweet 16 right now is Loyola Chicago, which is an eight seed, is playing a 12 seed Oregon State. Wow. Nice. Uh, then you have number one ranked Baylor playing number ranked five Villanova, which, I mean, Villanova is a household name, so that five yeah. rank is whatever. Um, then you have number three Arkansas versus number 15 Oral Roberts. And then you have number two Houston versus number eleven Syracuse. Um, I don't know. Is that eight teams? Eight? Is that eight games? Tim the Tapman, being a Syracuse native, was talking about the the brackets at some sometime last week, and he said that whenever Syracuse has a bad regular season, they make more of an impact during the tournament but when they have a good season they get bounced in the first round i've noticed that why that's annoying i don't know but that's what he said and sure enough you know that's it's kind of what's happening right yeah he's he's definitely right like because it's it's happening right now and i remember the one year they went to like the final four maybe they were like the 10 seed or something stupid like that they were had a terrible season yeah. And I'm a Syracuse hater, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> For whatever reason, I hate when people really like Syracuse, and I can't sure. really explain why. So, yeah, no, March Madness is crazy. I like it when upsets like this happen, though. Um, I do root for Michigan. I haven't paid it close enough attention to basketball this year, I won't lie. Um, so I was a bad Michigan fan this year, but I'll be rooting for them for the rest of the rest of the playoff. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. Um, have a good week, gents. Tater it out. Thanks, oh, what do you guys think about what do you guys think about football expanding the playoff? College football playoff? Yeah. I actually didn't know that. That's actually I like that. That's a good move. Did they do that? Or is he saying uh, what would we think if they did? What do you guys think about football? Oh, I guess they did expand it. Was it is it eight teams? I haven't heard anything about it. Let's outside outside of hockey and a little bit of football free agency news, I know nothing about anything that's going on in any of the sports. I barely know what's going on in hockey. I shouldn't try to seem like I know what's going on. Yeah, my hockey, um, it's weird uh, because the team that I like is in the Canadian division. I've literally only paid attention to the Canadian division. And yeah, that's, how, that's the same like with that. me. Like the Predators are in the, the Central. The, I... I don't think I've watched. I might have watched a little bit of one other game. I, I I don't know what it is about this season. It's just so weird. Yeah, it's like a weird time suck we're in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Maybe the world really did end when the, uh, the uh, what was that the, the, uh, hadron L- LHC, large hadron collider, ended the world. So we're in bizarro world now. I am looking. I'm looking this up, Dan, and I'm not seeing college football coaches overwhelmingly want to expand play. So it sounds like this is something that's going to happen. Oh, okay. It's, it seems it's likely then. Yes. Yeah, I, would, uh, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing eight teams be in, the, in a playoff. And that's yeah, not too it, many, right? I agree. I mean, what? They take how many weeks off between bowl games? I know health and safety and blah, 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 whatever. I, yeah. I bet these players would want to play. I yeah. mean, 
Yeah, I, I mean, if the players want to play, then there should be no reason why they are saying, no, no, yeah. we can't. They'll make yeah. more money. Yeah. Plus, it'll give schools, like Cincinnati this last year had a really good year, and they didn't get into the college football playoff, and they sure. were undefeated and just as deserving to get in. And they almost beat Georgia, which is a household yeah. name. They were beating them all game except the fourth quarter. So it's like, I don't know. I am a huge fan of seeing those underdogs getting into the playoff. And like I, when UCF was going on their undefeated seasons, like that would have been a cool team to see go into the playoff. And I mean, they would get smoked by Alabama, but <laughs> yeah, that's cause that's an NFL team. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, hey, cause it, you, you like any, any, uh, it seems like a lot of times when you, you know, hear about good players in the NFL, the, oh yeah, they're from Alabama. Yeah. I mean, Alabama pumps out everybody i don't know what they did and it's not even yeah it's not even a lot of times the skill positions you know but but everything else yeah oh yeah everything well it's funny like i've driven through alabama dan like i'm sorry but i don't know what is attracting people there (laughs) i feel the same way about new york (laughs) yeah like i used to make fun of pennsylvania so bad but Pennsylvania is just a much nicer state than New York. Yeah. It's not even funny. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, that's what I used to joke, but. Now it's New York, Tucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least where we live, to be fair. It's most of New York outside of like the city and Long Island. And then some of the capital regions decent, but everywhere else yeah. is just a toilet. Yeah. Also, there's a to your point that when you read about these players going to Alabama, Alabama, there's actually a picture, and it was like Derek Henry, Kenyon yeah. Drake, Elvin yep. Kamara, and some other stud running back were all on the same team together. I believe what? Elvin Kamara transferred to Tennessee, though. Okay, but yeah, they were all like at one point in the running back team for Alabama. I would not want to try to tackle Derek Henry. No, dude, that guy throws people around. He or any any of them, any any NFL running back, I would not want to tackle, but him the least probably. There was uh, Josh Norman. Dan was on the Pat McAfee show, um, uh-huh. like maybe a month ago, and I don't know if you remember Derek Henry's stiff arm, where he yeah. stiff armed a player into the nether realm. Yeah, um, that was Josh Norman. Oh, and I didn't know it was him. Yeah, so Pat McAfee. He was on the show to talk about like his foundations or whatever they were doing. Sure. And Pat asked about that early on uh-huh. <laughs> and well, that he... did not go over well. With Josh Norman. Why? He had to have known that was going to come up. He made a good point. He was like, I'm just trying to mid like tackle the guy. Like yeah. that's all I'm trying to do. Like I'm going for it. Like he does that all the time. Yeah. And Pat was he, like, I, I'm just going to he, ask you about just because he stuff. does that doesn't mean you don't have to try and you've got to try and tackle him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of his point. He's like, I'm going to ask you about like your charities and foundations. Like, don't worry, we'll get to that. But I'm just curious, like what that's like to be stiff armed like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So good Lord. Yeah. Derek Henry is not a guy I'd want to tackle. And, no, because he's like. He's as big as Brandon Jacobs was, but he's faster and tougher than Brandon Jacobs was. Yeah, he really so, is. He's unreal. I've like, seen Brandon Jacobs in, in person. You have, too. We went to Giants training camp all those years ago. Yeah, he's a scary dude. Oh, my God. I don't know what was in the water in his high school, but holy cow. Man. But anyway, 
Uh, that's a little off topic. But yeah, uh, we I, yeah I'd, I would like to see the NCAA football playoffs expand to team to more teams. Totally agree. I think it's for the best. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about, Will? Before we call it an episode? No, I think uh, we've pieced together a couple longer episodes. Yeah, uh, I would like to get, be getting back to like ninety minutes is like the ideal time uh, for for these episodes B- between sixty and ninety, but close closer to ninety if possible. Uh, as I said, next week's episode is most likely going to be Animal Crossing, New Horizons, like one year, not celebration, but we'll talk about how it's changed over the course of a year, um, and uh, I probably have the wife on at least for the main segment of that episode um we'll see how that goes because uh no one in my house likes to sleep ever so we'll try it interesting Uh, yeah uh yeah so that'll do it for episode 490 of the thumbstick athletes podcast i'm your host dan and i'm will thanks for listening and get out of my basement